Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. My name's Carl, and with me today is Jillian Power. How are you today, Jillian? I'm doing delightful, Carl. How about yourself? Absolutely great. Thanks for asking. We are going to get into our very first podcast here, and we're going to be discussing in this episode what the overall goal of the podcast is, as well as who we are. So we'll talk a little bit about ourselves, and then we'll also discuss four main pillars that will form the structure of the podcast going forward. So I guess my first question for you, Jillian, is with the podcast Power Yourself, what is the main goal when we talk about Power Yourself? Why did you want to set up a podcast? I think I just want it to be a tool. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically it. It's that simple. I feel through my own uh, kind of journey of self-discovery and and figuring out my own way and who really I am. I think I listen to a lot of different material, whether it be audiobooks, um, podcasts, YouTube, TED Talks, so many different different tools. And I think my way of giving back because I, I feel I'm really lucky. So I, I just want to be a tool for other people. So maybe they can come across it and maybe that can help them forge through and make their own path to happiness. Yeah, I I like that. I mean, Jillian, you and I have been friends for years and, you know, some friends sit around and talk about movies and television and we do all that too, but it's neat when we get together, we always seem to delve into self-help topics. We tend to, you know, if we read a book or if we saw a cool YouTube clip, we'll, we'll share it with each other. And so this felt like this podcast was kind of a natural extension of that a little bit. And that's exactly it. And that's why I wanted you, Carl. <laughs> it's because it's, you know, some people you just have those conversations with all the time and you're, you're real with each other. And I think that kind of conversation can really benefit people. So we're going to start off this podcast doing something a little unusual. We're going to talk about ourselves a little bit. Um, that's not going to be the focus of all of our podcast episode going forward. We want the focus of it to be you, the listener. But we're going to start off with just sort of a little introduction, kind of like at a cocktail party where you meet somebody for the first time. So I'm going to talk about myself a little bit. So my name's Carl, and my background, hopefully what I can bring to this podcast, you know, myself, uh, I, I fancy myself a relatively skilled writer. I've, I've been a professional writer for about 20 years, writing articles uh, for magazines and also uh, both fiction and nonfiction books. And I think that that really gives me a skill of researching, asking questions, uh, and, and interviewing people. So I'm really looking forward to being part of this podcast because I can now interview you, one of my good friends, about life and about really important life skills. Um, Jillian, do you want to talk a little bit about your background and about what led you to this, this path of self-discovery? I think I've always been interested or chasing, like everybody else will probably say, chasing the happiness uh, tale, like wanting to to feel that happiness. I guess I've I've always been a positive person, but I felt like my younger years, it was more, I don't know if I honestly felt it inside. I think I used more external means to make myself happy. So I almost fed off the energy of other people or the situation I was in, I felt allowed me to be it. Whereas now my understanding is that it's us, like it's our choice and it has to be an internal source. If not, it's very conditional. What are you hoping to bring to this podcast? Well, I think it's just 
being a person who's chose to go down that path of self-discovery and and really find out who I am and what my recipe was for happiness. So being able to go through that myself, I think that allows some insight or some guidance for other people choosing to do that same path. Do I have all the answers? Absolutely not. Am I still learning? Absolutely. And I hope I always am. But it's basically somebody being able to give you some tools that they used to be able to choose happiness on a daily basis. Now, I think you're being a little humble here. And what our listeners need to understand, as well as that Jillian and myself are professional facilitators for a living. Uh, So we are corporate trainers and facilitators and communicators. And so between us, we have many years of experience talking to groups of people, both large and small. So we're very honored that you guys are giving us your time and attention because we really hope to provide some value in your life with this podcast. And also, you know, I really like the podcast format. And let's talk a little bit about that. What I love about the podcast format is how convenient it is. If you're working out, if you're maybe going for a walk, for me, for example, if I'm driving, I love listening to podcasts when I drive. Um, I kind of, I'm turning into my dad a little bit. You know, you remember when you're a kid you want to listen to the music and then the dad's got the talk radio on I find that the older I get the more I'm turning into my dad where now I'm listening to more and more talk and I find that as much as I enjoy music there's also something really comforting when you can come back to a, a recurring podcast that has themes that you find valuable yeah it's like basically a little pep talk on your way to the grocery store or on your way to work so that's why I or that's how I choose a podcast I listen to who's saying what I kind of want to learn more about or who's talking about the topics that are hot for me and I kind of want to educate myself around. And it's it's nice even when I'm working out or driving back and forth to work, which can technically be a waste of 20 minutes each way for me, but it's not. It I choose it to be an educational ride as opposed to just sometimes getting annoyed in traffic. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. We live in this day and age where you can binge watch on Netflix or you can you know, binge things. And so we're hoping, you know, even if somebody finds this podcast m- months or years later, you know, they can binge it. They could listen to a bunch of episodes. Now, I do want to point out some of the concepts that we'll be covering are very easy in theory, but that doesn't mean they're easy to implement, right? So I know we're going to be discussing four pillars here. And the four pillars that we're going to start with is our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, and our spiritual health. So let's start off with the first pillar, which is physical health. Now, when I think of physical health, the first thing that comes to mind is nutrition followed by exercise. That's kind of what I think of when I think of physical health. But there's so much more to physical health than just what we eat and how much we move. Isn't that correct? Yeah, I would definitely say. For me, I would look at physical health as our body is our vessel that we're using for this kind of journey. So I need it or I want it (laughs) to be in pretty good shape so it lasts the whole time that I last. So I guess for me, it's about investing in the physical body so it's good to us, I think in simple terms. So for me, that would be through sleep. I know I need my sleep to be my best Jill. Now, how much sleep do you need every night? I It's a little bit disturbing, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I go from anywhere from about seven to nine hours. I know it's a lot, but for me, I really, I, I know that's one of my big things. I need sleep. Just like anybody around me would probably say, give her food. She needs food. You're so always <laughs> eating. Yeah, every time I see you at the office or every time we're out and about, 
you've always got a little bag of peanuts or a chocolate bar or something. You're always munching away on something. Yes. So thank you, mom and dad, for good genes. <laughs> because I'm surprised I'm not crazy <laughs> like obese right now. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, it would be sleep, exercise, and I would say nutrition as well. So it's not just about the eating. It's making sure I'm fueling myself with that kind of correct foods. Now, that's not to say I don't eat any junk food at all. So I want that to make that clear. I just know that when I'm eating those types of foods, junk food or something like that, I'm probably not going to feel at my best an hour later. So just being conscious of those choices that I'm putting into my body. Now, what I love what you just said is being aware of it. So I think, you know, as soon as somebody starts talking about exercise or nutrition, sometimes people will listen and go, oh, no. You know, I happen to know that Jillian is a pretty good bicyclist. You know, she'll go for bike rides out in the mountains and, and pretty high end biker. And I know people might listen to that and go, oh, no, what hope do I have because I'm not in super great shape or, you know, I eat a cookie once in a while, so that's a total write-off. But that's not what you're saying at all. You're saying it's not so much that you need nine hours of sleep a night. It's that you are aware of what you need. Yeah. And that's a big deal in your life, being aware. Oh, I think that's half the battle, isn't it? Kind of being aware of what we need to feel our best. And sometimes we'd always, we don't make those choices, and that's okay. Have I ever sat down and ate? A certain type of cake or a box of cookies or maybe some delightful Doritos. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it's probably not going to be the day before maybe I'm going on that bike ride or going on that run, I guess. So basically boiling it down to, yeah, Carl, it's about being aware of kind of when you need your body at the best shape possible or the best feeling possible and then making sure you're doing what you need to do to get that feeling. Yeah, for myself, I noticed as I'm getting older, you know, I'm not 20 anymore, you know, and, and so if I go and I play football or, you know, I have a buddy of mine, we go and we kick the football out in the park. Well, you know, two 43-year-old men kicking the football out in the park, I mean, the next day, you're a little bit sore, right? And so for me, it's so funny about how stretching is playing a more and more important role in my life. Um, injury prevention is playing more and more uh, important role in my life. And so we'll be talking more about those things, I think, in the podcast as well. One thing that comes to mind, too, with exercise that I find fascinating is how we have to motivate ourselves to exercise a little bit. You know, we live in a day and age now where you could spend all day, from the moment you get up in the morning to the moment you go to bed at night, you could spend it seated. You can order your groceries online. You can sit there and watch TV. You don't ever really have to go anywhere. You're not plowing fields like in the 1800s to get the carrots out of the ground. You can buy everything at the click of a mouse. And you could spend the whole day just sitting down if you wanted. So it's in the one hand, it's an amazing time we live in. But on the other hand, it's really easy to become a little... Um, lazy I guess you know and I know I have to kind of motivate myself to go exercise once in a while do you find that that's hard to sometimes get motivated oh my god absolutely especially after a long day at work mm. and you're probably like for me I'm dealing with people all day so sometimes I just want to go home and it to be quiet and not do anything maybe kind of just sit down and read a book or waste my time and energy just on a mindless tv show but I guess it's it all boils down into bringing it back to being aware of ourselves. So I think that's probably still my biggest struggle is being consistent with the exercise. So I definitely think I'm, you know, I'm lucky. I mean, I'm in good shape. I'm in good health. But to have that consistent kind of exercise routine, I still feel that's an area that I struggle with. So that's something I'm still trying to move towards my perfect path a little bit. 
So yeah, absolutely. It's hard to motivate yourself on days that you just want to curl up and stay on the inside because it's warm. <laughs> Another piece of the physical pillar that I really like about physical health is the idea of having fun, even as an adult. I find that sometimes when we, you know, if you have children or if you have a full-time job, maybe you're working two jobs, it can be really difficult in your life to set aside an hour for quiet time for yourself, maybe to go for a walk, to go play outside. Uh, you know, I think it's really difficult sometimes for adults to really prioritize that piece in their life. 100%. And I think it's it's very self-evident if somebody runs into a problem in their life, if they run into stress, anxiety, it can also affect them physically. So that leads us into the next pillar, which is our mental health as well. So one of the things I find fascinating about mental health is you can't see it uh, the same way that you can with physical health. If someone breaks their arm or if someone has a bruise, you can see that piece of their physical health. It's usually visible. But with mental health, this is a really hidden piece. And sometimes it's not as discussed or maybe it's even stigmatized sometimes, isn't it? Oh, I totally agree. And it's something that we honestly don't know what another person's struggles are. So we they could look happy and positive on the outside, but on the inside, maybe it's not going so well. Yeah, you told me that the other day, and it really kind of, I mean, I knew it mentally, I guess, but it really hit home where I was out in public the one day, and somebody was very aggressive to a, a clerk at a store, and I was just kind of venting to you, Jillian, and just kind of describing what had happened. I said, man, you know, this person was being a real jerk, and, and you kind of laid something down mentally at my, at my uh, feet here that I kind of really took to heart, and you said, well, you know... It's not acceptable what they did, but you have no idea what they were going through that day. Maybe they were struggling with something and not doing a particularly good job of dealing with it, but they were maybe struggling with something. And it really hit home with me, and I thought, wow, you're right. You look around in a crowded shopping mall, for example, and there's hundreds of faces. Every single one of them has baggage they're carrying, emotional weight inside of them, and we're not usually aware of that on a day-to-day -day basis, are we? Yeah, that's exactly it. I, if you had to ask me how I would describe my mental status uh, years ago, like I would say a good five, seven years ago, I would say it was a bee's nest, that constant kind of of thoughts going in and out. It was just exhausting, to be honest. So a big part for me for my mental health was to quiet that down, to make it not 100% silence, but now you kind of see the thought or hear the thought versus not even being able to understand because there's so many. So I think my process to getting there and being able to really be present, I guess, and really take in life versus constantly dealing with the noise in my head was through meditation, I think would be a big thing I would pitch. Um, Self-talk, so motivating yourself, which is not something I was always good at with myself. I've always been great with motivating my friends. Uh, motivating that with that good self-talk through myself has been a journey and I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later on in a different And isn't podcast. that fascinating? That's fascinating how sometimes we'll talk to ourselves differently than we'll talk to friends. Like I remember you told me a, a while ago about how if we talk to ourselves the way uh, or sorry, if we talk to friends the way we talk to ourselves, boy, we would probably have no friends, uh, you know, because sometimes the way we talk to ourselves can be really brutal. Um, so it's interesting, I think, um, and we'll, we'll definitely be discussing more of that uh, in, in the podcast as well. And it's almost harder. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. easier to be nasty to ourselves. But at the same time, how can we expect ourselves to thrive and 
be really positive if we're really hard on ourselves. So definitely, yeah, the self-talk, and we will go into that. Yeah, talking about making mistakes is a big one too, but learning, about failing. These are things that they can sound negative at first. You know, when I mention the word failing, no doubt some people listening are thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be you know sad and really a down topic. But you actually have a, a, a philosophy, which I've embraced, about failing can be a good thing. It means that you're learning. It means that you're growing. Oh, I love it. I love you know, not everybody loves failing and I'm not going to pitch that failing is the best thing ever, but I feel it is a, it's a self-discovery. So just being able to be like accountable really to be accountable with yourself and with other people. I think that's a big thing for mental health as well. So if you make a mistake, owning it, it's okay. We're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes, but I think that allows us to kind of figure out what's real to us or what's important to us along our own journeys. Yeah, I love what you just said there about the accountability aspect. I think a big piece of mental health is asking for what you want and having a relationship not only with other people but also with yourself where you can not feel guilty if you want to look after yourself mentally and I think a lot of us in our daily lives sometimes forget that we put other people before our, ourselves at our own expense sometimes. And Carl, I absolutely love that and it's true. It's not only being accountable with other people it is also with ourself and I think the the airplane stewards and stewardess kind of say it right you have to put on your air mask before you can put on anybody else's so you have to make sure you're asking for your own time or what you need so that you can be at your full potential to be able to give back to anybody else you need to feel that solid foundation within yourself before you have that capability of giving back in a quality kind of manner. I love it. So that leads us into the third pillar of health. So we've discussed physical health so far and mental health so far. And that brings us to our third pillar, which is emotional health. Now, this kind of ties into mental, but it's a little more feelings based. So when we talk about emotional health, Jillian, what are we really discussing here? I would definitely say emotional health would be being okay with, first of all, feeling the feelings, allowing us to sit with them and kind of recognize what they are, because a lot of people are unaware, really, or not sure why they're feeling a certain way. So it's about feeling your feelings and kind of being okay with sitting in it long enough to discover why you feel that way. Explore it. Don't try to minimize it or kind of dismiss it and try to get over it right away it's okay to live in it for a bit so you can understand it so for emotional I would say it's big about being raw and vulnerable with ourselves at first but also with each other so me being okay with being angry at you Carl or sad and being okay kind of discussing that and allowing that to be vocal, because I believe it's only then when we have that true connection, when we're okay with showing up with who we are and what we are at that moment, and being okay with having that real conversation. One of the things that I've really learned over the last few years is rather than trying to eliminate all the problems in your life, I'm finding that I'm working more on coping mechanisms or or uh, you know, conflict resolution or managing emotions. So rather than trying to eliminate the problem and having a life that's free of any problems, 
Rather than that, I'm striving for a life where whatever life throws at me, I can handle it. So building up the tools in that regard, I think. And that's why this podcast speaks to me personally. But that's exactly it. It's, it's kind of like that aha moment, realizing that you're in control. You have the same capacity to be happy today before you achieve all your life goals than you do then. So why are you preventing yourself? You know, like just choose to be happy. And basically, it's a choice. That's it. It's that simple. It's a choice that we have to make. Well, it definitely sounds simple, and that's not to say it's easy, though. Um, so one of the things that we'll be discussing here over the next uh, few episodes of our podcast is tools. We're going to be hopefully providing tools. And again, some are going to really hit home, some maybe not so much, but we do encourage our listeners to you know listen to the podcast and find what works for them. I think another one uh, for, especially when we talk about emotional health, would be gratitude. Then that is... 100% my jam. It's how I feel that I am positive and full. And that's because I really focus on what I have, not what I don't have. It's about appreciating every single thing in my life because I really feel it's there for a reason. So even sometimes having those struggles, Carl, or like we said, making mistakes, I'm usually really grateful for those because I feel it teaches us something about ourselves. Yeah. And, and again, I just want to point out what Jillian's saying here for our listeners is very easy to digest mentally, but it takes time and energy to really implement it in our lives. So again, I think that one of the nice things about a podcast is that you can listen to it a second or a third time. You can go back to it maybe a month later. Maybe if you're struggling in your life, you can listen to a concept that's been delivered and you can say, oh, okay, let me listen to this a couple times. Let me really feel how this is going to play into the situation that I'm in. Oh, I love it that you say that because it, sometimes it's not about people saying it. Sometimes it's about us being in the place to accept it or really hear it because I believe there was a lot of messages out there on how to be happy or how to achieve it and I think until we're ready to realize wait a second it's our choice it's it's our choice if we want to be happy so I think until we're we're kind of there then that's when we're actually going to benefit from this information Absolutely. And that brings us to our fourth pillar, which is our spiritual health. And so when I mentioned spiritual health, I think maybe a lot of people will listen to this and think, uh-oh, they're going to start talking about religion. But that's not really what spiritual health is, is it? It doesn't matter what you believe in, technically, because that's not what we're talking about. I think for spiritual, we're really looking at that connection with each other, that feeling connected to the universe or to each other as people or humans. <laughs> And kind of feeling connected that way. I find it fascinating in, in this day and age with the internet, with unlimited data all around us, unlimited information all around us, that you can be in a society, a big city, for example, and you can feel so alone. You can feel so disconnected from everyone else that we have these tools in place, you know, Facebook or the internet to help us stay connected. But sometimes we find the exact opposite happens, that somebody might be sitting there home alone thinking, I don't feel connected to anybody on any real level. So one of the things that I really like, you know, Jillian and myself, we've been friends now for years, and we'll be discussing friendships, what it means to be a real friend, what it means to ask for what you want in your life, and what it means to give that to someone else. And, you know, one of the things I really love about, about you, Jillian, is that you'll disagree. 
once in a while with me. I mean, as unbelievable as that may sound, <laughs> you'll you'll sometimes disagree, and all, and and we have that relationship where, to me, a true friend will tell you the truth. They won't just pump your tires and tell you what you want to hear. They'll actually occasionally disagree with you and say, "No, here's my opinion on it." Oh, that helps me learn. That helps me grow. As painful as that can be sometimes to realize that I'm not perfect. What do you mean I don't have all the answers? So I think that makes you a real friend when you're able to say, "No, no, my opinion is different than yours." But I love that. Like, wouldn't it be boring if we all just, like, nodded our head in agreeance? It is about disagreeing sometimes or saying why something is important to us. Mm. And it's almost like a respect thing. If I disagree with you, Carl, and I tell you why it's not that way for me, then we're actually connecting through telling each other what's important and I think that has more value than nodding and smiling or like you said pumping someone's tires absolutely so we'll not only talk about the art of giving that constructive feedback or the art of disagreeing but also about receiving that as well so I'm sure we'll have episodes coming up about how to give criticism how to receive it you know how to disagree with someone we'll be talking about communication styles as well on this podcast which is always a fascinating topic about the different ways we hear things and the different ways we say things to each other and how conflict isn't really a bad thing it can be seen as a good thing as well two people caring and actually having a real life honest conversation i think for spiritual uh, some of the key things for me is happiness and letting go so we're all human. We've said that a bunch and we're going to make mistakes. So being able to be okay with making mistakes yourself and not beating yourself up too hard about it. And the same with our friends or people around us. Sometimes they're going to make mistakes. So not kind of holding that over their head for the rest of your friendship, kind of being able to allow them that same respect of just letting it go and letting them be who they are in that moment. Yeah, I think that there's some very key things that are kind of hardwired into us. And it's not to say we can't overcome them, but that it does present a challenge. And I think of, you know, a sense of justice, for example. You know, if someone's been wronged and they hold a grudge, that can last for months, years for some people. I think that that's a big one that we can talk about. And the idea, like you say, of letting go, I think that's a big one as well. You know, we tend to really cling to things that are comfortable even if it may not be the best thing for us. So I think that some of the examples that we're going to touch on regarding spiritual health will be like, for example, finding your place in the world, finding meaning in your life. I think that'll be a big one. Another one is what Jillian mentioned about finding happiness, having it be a choice. It sounds really simple, but we'll be really drilled down on that, what that actually means. We'll use real examples. And I love it that you're saying that it sounds simple. And you brought up before how it's a lot of work, and it is. It's not just this one thing you kind of, oh, now that I know it's my choice, it's all happiness and rainbows and butterflies. But it's not. It's a lot of work. You have to show up every day and make that choice. And that's hard sometimes. So I don't want to, I just want everybody to understand. I don't want to dismiss how much effort it is because I know firsthand how hard it is some days to actually make that choice to be happy. But... I think that effort is valuable and worth it to kind of put in, especially if you want that happy life. And I think it's really important, too, is for our listeners to check some of our preconceived notions at the door. You know, I'll give you a quick story. Um, Jillian and I were talking months ago about the idea of meditation. And I always kind of thought meditation was 
somebody just relaxes in a quiet space and eventually falls asleep. And you're saying that's the exact opposite of what meditation is. That's not meditation at all, is it? Well, I'm saying it can be that. Maybe that's what you need in your life. But I think for me, it was always this big, intimidating kind of structure. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. It's, it's really only the monks who can perfect that. Sure. But I think it's when I learned the simple steps of, you know what? Meditating can be a huge range of different things, but it's about being present. So it's about trying to sort through your thoughts and just let them be for a second and just be present. So I think it doesn't have to be in this idealized room with with candles and perfect light and music. It could be simple like brushing your teeth or eating. That's one of my favorites to meditate on. But really kind of savoring the moment and being present. So not so much turning your head off to fall asleep, but really focusing on kind of each feeling associated with the task you're doing or maybe the taste and how that feels in your mouth and really, really being present for that period of time. And I think... You know, maybe that'll be one of the episodes coming up. We'll just be a half an hour of Jillian brushing her teeth and eating cookies. Wow, so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as much as we both enjoy each other's company, we're also going to extend the podcast family here. We're going to hopefully get some interviews in place as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Who do we, um, what, what sort of topics do you think we'll cover when we interview other people? I think we all know very interesting people in our life. So I think it's important to kind of bring them and let them be a part of the show. Uh, we are who we are because of the people around us, I like to believe, or they've definitely kind of helped us become who we are. So maybe some people in our life we might see as really excelling in certain parts of their life and maybe just bringing them on and letting them talk about it and telling us what worked for them or how they got there. And then maybe that will be able to benefit our audience. So I see that maybe as being Maybe one every 10 shows, just bringing somebody else on and really picking their brains and talking to them. Fantastic. So, yeah, we're going to have interviews with people who are motivating, influential, or just plain interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. And the show is driven by you guys, too. Like, Carl's going to talk now uh, about, like, the Facebook page and stuff like that. We want to hear from you. You guys can drive this boat. Basically, we can be a tool for you. Tell us some stuff that you're interested in and we'll research it and we'll bring that curiosity to your topic. Absolutely. So we're going to be setting up a Facebook page here and the Facebook page will be the Power Yourself podcast. So we're going to have a Facebook page. We encourage you to like us, follow us. You can ask a question or you can comment, but we really want to encourage you to get involved and we might get some great comments and questions that'll help form some podcast episodes going forward. Absolutely. So that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our initial inaugural edition of the Power Yourself podcast. Uh, My name's Carl. That's been Jillian. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll talk to you next time.